0: Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 106, looking at a chronological view of the gospels. Today, kind of incorporating these passages, which are quite a few of them, you can see them in the show notes, all under the theme of people follow and reject Jesus. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's um, I, again, I love this. We are we are like right in the foxhole, seeing and hearing Jesus's words and what he is saying, how people are responding to him, which is the way we respond uh, to him as well. So, uh, question for you: Yes, if you could pass on some skill or knowledge to an apprentice, and you might have already done this. What would you want to pass on? What have you passed on or what would you want to pass on? If you could pass on any knowledge or skill to an apprentice, you're apprenticing someone hmm. and you say, okay, here is what I know and I'm passing it on to you because I want you to continue doing what I'm doing.
0: All right. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is actually the spiritual parenting class. Okay. Uh, that Which,
1: by the way, is an amazing well, here.
0: and it has been, I mean, I, and I'm passionate about it and passing it on to others because that message of it has, was so hugely transformational for me in my parenting. When I first read Michelle Anthony's book yeah, and just that idea that it is not my job to transform the hearts of my kids, that's something only the Holy Spirit can do. I mean, that's kind of the yeah. thesis of the whole thing. I can't, but help to want to, um, pass that on. And even as I've been teaching it, I'm learning, you know, as my kids are getting in different stages, learning it and experiencing it in different ways. And I just, I do just love, love, love seeing light bulbs go on, Yeah, have yeah, people yeah, come yeah. back and say, yeah, I did this. And this was an environment and here's yeah, how we yeah, saw yeah. it. Like, that's just so fun.
1: Yeah. For me, it's, it's, um, it, it is, Um, I, I I love passing on, I know this sounds like a religious answer and, and it kind of is, I love passing on Whatever knowledge I have about teaching and preaching or Mm. this is, you know, here are some things you want to pay attention to. So our Monday meetings, it's fun for me to not only receive feedback, but it's also fun for me to give feedback to say, hey, why don't you try this? What about this? And um, so it's been kind of cool just to see. Um, individuals sometimes accept the, the uh, feedback (laughs) and reject what I have to say as well, (laughs) which is what we're talking about here. And, um, and so, but watching, watching it come to fruition when, um, speakers are on the platform, it's, it's just really cool to see that we, we all have passed on something Mm -hmm. to the person that's, um, that's speaking On uh, on a given a given weekend. And so this is really this section that we're looking at now. um, We are um, we are kind of looking at we we gave this word once before synoptic gospels. We've been talking about John over the last couple of episodes and now we're in Matthew, Mark and Luke. And when we talk about the synoptic Gospels, that's who we're talking about, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they share a lot of the same stories. Some of the stories, you're not going to find a lot of those stories in the Gospel of John, but you will find this sense of um, uh, connection between the three, and they share a lot of the same stories. And so um, this episode, we see them saying a lot of the same things, um, and that is Jesus calling his apprentices. He's calling his disciples, and he's passing on skills to them. He's passing on not just skills, more than skills. He's passing on his life to them. Really, that's what, what apprenticing is all about. We're passing on skills, yes, but we're passing on our lives to those who uh, we're teaching. And so, so this happens in Matthew, Mark, and Luke and so um so let's let's talk about yeah. what we see in these passages
0: yeah so looking at mark Um, chapter one, verse 17, this is when Jesus is calling those first disciples and he uses a phrase. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Yes. If you grew up in the church, you might know a little (laughs) tune. We won't sing. You're you're not going to sing it. You're not going to sing it. (laughs) We don't sing on the podcast. Um, but I thought it would be fun to, I mean, clearly he uses that because these guys were fishermen. That was a, um description that they would understand. But let's camp on that a little bit. And so what, how do we, how is the idea of making disciples fit with fishers of men? Why is that a great analogy?
1: Yeah, I think think one of the things, uh, I grew up, my dad took me fishing, uh, went fishing with uncles and, and my dad and others. And so one of the first things is you, you have to know where the fish are biting. You have to go to where fish are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, um, so that's one thing that you, 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 again, my, my father would say, oh, the fish are biting really good at this place. And so, so knowing where to go is, I think is a, a big one. So what, what else, what yeah. would you And think?
0: even drilling down deeper on that, knowing the lake, like, yeah. um, my neighbor across the street is in professional fishing tournaments. And I know f- that when he goes to a tournament, he goes a day or two ahead to learn the lake. He talks about <laughs> that. And so they're not even fishing, but they're just trolling yeah. around. Is that the right word? I, guess, I think with yeah. a bow, I don't know. Um, learning. Okay. Here, the warm spots, you know, temperature differences, depths, and where that reveals wow. Wow. where the lake it's a it is very intentional. And it just makes me think the parallel to that is for us, like really building relationship with people, opportunities to share the gospel, to make disciples are going to come out of knowing the lake or relationship. I think that's another parallel we can see with fishing. That's
1: very good. Uh, patience, uh, taking your, you know, not, not getting in a hurry. And, um, there were many times, you know, as a little kid, it's like, can, can, can we just hurry up and go? This is like, I don't, and my father would say, no, fishing is about, Patience. It's about waiting, and um, and the the fish will eventually bite. Mm-hmm. And so I think being being patient with individuals as they learn what it means to follow Jesus, and not get frustrated, but to be patient with them as they make mistakes, as they fall down, um, as they say, "I don't understand," and um, and that's an opportunity for us to say. All right, Holy Spirit, develop patience in me because we are not trying to microwave individuals to yeah. follow Jesus, but we truly are uh, inviting them into a lifelong relationship of learning who Jesus is. So patience is, is, yeah. is another.
0: Well, I mean, the the fishing analogy with that would be you don't catch something with every cast. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, you really have right. to be patient. We can, we can know that, too, as we are discipling someone. It's not going to be a success with every conversation or yeah. immediate it takes time it does take patience yeah you, you I, I think
1: i think another is um and again my the context that i have is my father taking me fishing he we we use different bait and different lures for different fish mm-hmm. and so not every Bait is going to catch certain fish. And so being able to understand um, where a person is organically and uh, and to say, hey, this is, let me meet you right where you are. This is, it may be um, football, it may be basketball, it, might, it may be a number of things, but to be able to know where uh, those individuals are and what will work for one might not work for the other, um, one person might be into apologetics and looking at the way the way the Christian faith uh, holds together. Another person might say, you know, I just really love that I connect with God through nature. So camping might be, you know, hopefully it doesn't not, rain. It doesn't not rain. Not for me. So. <laughs> not the way God uses me. But <laughs> So different ways to um, connect with people. I think we have to explore all of those mm-hmm. so that we might lead people uh, faithfully uh, in following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Any any others in terms of no, fishing I think, analogies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I All think. Right. But
0: I think that is a rich image. Yeah, it is. That has a lot for us to to think about. Yeah. Um. John gets arrested in these passages. So what I think is interesting: the main message that we saw John um, preaching was repent yep. for the kingdom of God is at hand. And Matthew highlights, okay. That John is arrested and Jesus begins teaching around and guess what his message is repentance. Yeah, yeah. So we double click to use your phrase on that. When we talked about John the Baptist and that repentance, that idea of turning away a 180 yeah. degree yeah. turn, it's not just John's idea. It is also what Jesus, um, continued to preach, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And
1: there's an invitation to, you know, there's a, there's this, I think a, a very straight line, sorrow precedes repentance and repentance precedes life. Hmm. And so there's this sense where John the Baptist and Jesus is actually calling people to sorrow over their sins versus it's, it's out of that sorrow. That's good sorrow that leads to repentance, turning and changing our minds and our hearts. And then ultimately that repentance leads to life. And so so we like to look at repentance as like, oh, this, this is so dull and I don't know, why, why do you want to make people cry? That's not it. It really leads to something more and that yeah. something more is, uh, is life. And so we see Jesus picking up that same message that John uh, preached. And so he says, hey, the kingdom of God is at hand. So that word, that kingdom, and we've talked about that before, it is the reign and rule of God. It is. This is what life looks like when God is large and in charge of our lives. We see healings happening. We see people responding differently. We see uh, people who did come and see their lives being totally upended, transformed for the good. And so Jesus comes preaching. Jesus mm-hmm. was a preacher, and he comes preaching uh, the kingdom of God, which I, uh, which I, which I love. And so we see these, uh, as Jesus is preaching, he says to these guys, Hey, come and follow me, follow me. And that's what we see in a lot of these passages, this invitation to come and follow Jesus.
0: Yeah. And, and Jesus was asking them in that, follow me. I mean, they're leaving their families. Yeah. They're yeah. leaving their jobs. They're leaving their livelihoods. So that idea now, does that mean that Jesus is asking each and every one of us to leave our family, to leave our jobs, to leave our livelihoods. No,
1: no, he's no. not asking us to do that.
0: But he is asking us to make, put him first, yeah. um, that he is our first allegiance and and that our relationship with Jesus should impact every aspect of our lives. It's not a, here's the spiritual part of my life pie, and then here's all the other parts that are separate from it. Yeah. Nope, he permeates all of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if we, if we keep with the uh, fishing analogy, every place we go and every place we are is a pond. It is a mm-hmm. pond where God has called us to fish. So at your job there's a pond at your job with your co-workers and again we don't want to we're not talking about being obnoxious but it's a right. pond where whereby to fish uh, where, whereby you can fish. Your neighborhood is a pond. Um, the place you go to work out or whatever is a pond. Um, places you frequent or whether it's a grocery store or whatever, that's a pond, where by Jesus is calling us to fish. And uh, and to your point, it is as we live in those spaces, we're building relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you go to the—I know there are people who go to the grocery store and they get in the same checkout line to actually build a relationship with that uh, with that cashier. Same people who go to the bank. I know people still do. They still go to the bank. I'm going to the bank a little bit later. Uh, there are people that I know at the bank that I, I built relationships with. And so there's this sense where it is not just this code evangelism. Mm-hmm. It truly is building a relationship. and out of that relationship comes this amazing um, opportunity to tell people about Jesus.
0: Yes. Uh, Matthew, well actually, I think this is one of Mark's favorite words, is immediately.
1: immediately. Yeah, But
0: Matthew uses it too to describe how that's how these disciples respond. immediately. Yeah, they left their nets. Um, immediately, they left the boat and followed him. What what's the significance of that immediate? Well,
1: I think I think there's a level of urgency. They they have come to know that Jesus is uh, is in fact Messiah. Now now the 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 disciples vacillate going back and forth, but I think in these immediate meetings they are compelled. Uh, they are compelled to follow Jesus because Jesus is is showing them things like they've never seen before. And so I believe that Jesus has been already teaching. They've been watching. They've been listening. Uh, Jesus has been probably already doing some miracles at this point. And so when when they see all of this and they put it all together, and when Jesus finally comes to them and says, Matthew or, or when he says to James and John and Peter, come follow me. They said, we've seen enough. We've seen enough. We Mm -hmm. have the evidence, all the evidence we need. We have the receipts. So there is nothing here for us that, um, that will keep us here. We want to follow him. And so I think there's this sense where there's a, it's urgent for them. And, um, and I believe it should be urgent for us where we're making invitations. We're praying for people uh, that they would come to know Jesus, and um, and so I, I mean, it's a word for me. Like like is do I have a sense of urgency hmm. about people who um, who are not followers uh, of Jesus? And so um, so again, it's a I, I know we we'll, we'll jump to it at the end. Like what I can believe about myself, uh, believe about God. God has given us this invitation to be urgent yeah. about people who are not following Him. So yeah. Um, so we we um, we see another um story here that's coming up that that's an encounter yes and um, and we see um, re- I, I, I suppose a sense of receiving versus rejection. So what do, what do we see?
0: Well, we see a second miracle, yeah, um, and it is in John. John highlights the first miracle we remember was the water to wine yep. and a restoration of circumstances. This one is a restoration of life. Yeah. An officer comes to Jesus and says, my son is dying and he he needs uh, to be healed. And so, oh, spoiler, Jesus <laughs> heals him. <laughs> uh, so we see a restoring of life. One thing that I think is so remarkable, we see the total desperation yeah, yeah. of this dad. Yeah. Um, he walks 20 miles to yeah. find Jesus. He hears yeah. he's nearby, but he walks 20 miles to see him. This is an officer and he calls Jesus, sir, Respects him, and he, and he's begging, begging yeah. for Jesus to do something. Yeah. So you, I mean, you, your heart just is moved by this total desperation yeah. for this, this dad yeah. who, who is so desperate for the healing of his son. Um, what I think is then powerful, it says, the man took Jesus at his word and departed. Jesus says, you yeah. can go. Your son has been healed. I, he doesn't even have to go. And the, the officer took Jesus at his word and starts walking that 20 miles back, believing that what Jesus said was true and in fact it was when he gets back yeah. he finds out the very hour when his son was better
1: that's the time Jesus was
0: when those words came out of Jesus's mouth yeah. but i think what great faith on yeah. that man's part that he took Jesus at his word and departed um i love that idea that there are truths words from god that we can walk in even if we don't see it yeah. like he yeah. started walking even when he hadn't seen his son yeah. healed but he Took Jesus at his word, and we can do that same thing. Jesus says he will never leave us. Yeah. Okay. I can walk in that. Yeah. Um, Jesus says, or in Psalm 23 that we shall lack nothing. Okay. I can walk in it. Even if I don't see that right Right, now, I can know that, um, He's started something good and he'll be faithful to complete it. Okay, I can walk in it, even yeah. if I can't see it right yeah. now.
1: I, I think the insight of the walking 20 miles, uh, your insight there is is uh, incredible in the sense that it took faith for him to walk 20 miles. Like, I'm giving up after 10. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And um, or on the way back. Like, you know, with every step I'm saying, this is, this is not uh, like, this was a waste of time. I could have been doing a lot of other things during this time, but yet he walked the 20 miles by faith. He walked the 20 miles back by faith. And, um, and there's somebody who's listening. You, you've walked more than 20 miles. Mm -hmm. You've walked 20 years and you're still trusting and believing. And we celebrate that. We celebrate the fact that you are still trusting and believing you're still walking And as Carolyn mentioned, as you mentioned, as Carolyn mentioned, as you mentioned, that 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 you're trusting God at his word, you're believing him and you're taking every step and saying, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep on singing. I'm going to keep on reading and believing that God is at work in in my life. And so I think it's an incredible insight, the 20 the 20 mile walk and um, and which is, again, a, a, a beautiful insight to people. Like how many miles have you walked and right now, or how many years have you been trusting and to continue to do so? And so, um, so I I love that. I love that, um, that, that we can trust him and, uh, we can trust the power of his word, um, as we, as we go. So
0: the last scene we'll take a look at is in Luke, Jesus goes to Nazareth Um, And right off the bat in verse 16, I think it's interesting, it says, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. I just like that detail that Jesus had spiritual rhythms and habits that he fulfilled, including going are celebrating the Sabbath and going to the synagogue. Like we can know it. I like that phrase as was his custom. Yeah. yeah. This isn't one-off. Yeah. This is who this is Jesus he, was. This is what he was doing. He prioritized having spiritual rhythms and habits that were a part of his earthly life.
1: Yeah. And that's, a, that's our encouragement to you. Absolutely. Uh, to, so to the listeners um, have just your regular rhythms and ha- habits of reading the scripture, praying, um, coming to the gathering. All of these are consistent habits that only, uh, make uh, make you stronger, and so um, so when he's in the synagogue, um, what happens?
0: Yeah, he is the reader, so he yeah. opens the scroll and reads this passage. Now, what is different <laughs> is that he reads it, rolls it up, and says, "Today, this has been fulfilled <laughs> in your hearing." Which, wow, that was going off script. Yeah, um, this would have been correct. It's the scheduled reading. He didn't.
1: It, a, it was a scheduled reading, and yeah, that's right. but it
0: is a passage referring to, to the Messiah. Him. Yeah. Yes. And so that is true, actually. Yes. Today, this has been fulfilled. The people. They were are, excited, right? Yes. they're well, they are initially <laughs> impressed. I do right. think that's what's yeah, interesting. Yeah. People initially are impressed by his speaking ability, but not necessarily the message because before this scene ends, they're chasing him out of town and want to stone him. So I do think even that's a warning to us. Like, are we impressed by a speaker even, you know, some pastor we hear online, like, oh, I love, like, he's so dynamic. Right, he's right. so amazing. Are we impressed by his speaking ability or is the truth of the message really getting to our hearts? Yeah, I think absolutely. that is a, is a warning for all of us because um, they they missed the message. Yeah. They got frustrated with the message and wanted to throw him out. Yeah. Um, But I think we can we we want to be hearers of the word who then obey, not just impressed by a great speaker.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so we see we see a number of other of these encounters where individuals had an opportunity to. Uh, receive and accept Jesus. And then ultimately at the end of this section we're we're talking about, we see some individuals rejecting. So um, hence what we talked about at the beginning, yeah, the they receiving follow and, reject. And, and reject. So what can we learn about God and what can we learn about ourselves?
0: Well, I, I'm really, I mean, I, I grew up singing that I will make you fishers of men song. Also, you
1: are singing. I it. will sing just a little line of it.
0: But it really <laughs> brought home to me just what a picture that is of disciple making. So I guess that's something that I can believe for myself is all of those parallels to fishing that we can yeah. really take. Like, yeah. I need to know people. I need to know the lake. I need to choose the right Bait. Yeah. How how do I converse with this person? What um, what likes and dislikes? What's going to appeal to them? Um, all of those things I think are important for me to think about in my disciple making. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, just Jesus's declaration of who He is. Yeah, and and that's why I would be a fisher yeah of men
1: absolutely absolutely
0: um, yeah how about you i think
1: for me um i think I, I i was struck by um the the very beginning of this episode where we talked about what john preached and then what jesus preached hmm. that is repentance and believe and um and there're days where um i i think i might be afraid to preach repentance because it sounds so so it's not
0: very appealing. It's not
1: very appealing. And so, <laughs> and so, and yet it is, it is the thing that leads to life. Yeah. Um, and if we're calling disciples, we are first calling them to repent hmm. and believe the gospel. And so I think for me, it's one of those, like, um, how often am I doing that? How often do I invite people to, and, and, and maybe not I'm giving the invitation, but it's the spirit of God that actually mm-hmm. draws people to repentance, and so really trusting trusting the spirit of God to bring people to repentance, so that they might actually they might actually have life. And um, and I think I think um, um, another one for me is 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 out of desperation comes belief. Uh, this this father was desperate for his his son. And, um, and I'm asking myself, how desperate am I? How desperate am I for Jesus to work in, um, in my life personally, in my family's life, in our church's life? And so, um, so I would just say, give me a dose of his desperation. Um, that would be Mm -hmm. something that I would, um, Yeah, that I would leave with. That's great. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you, friends, for joining us. Um, Encourage you to subscribe or follow the podcast. If you haven't done that, then it appears every week. You don't have to go find it, and you can listen to it and you can share it with a friend as well.